my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Attention not-for-profit groups. Are you looking for a unique way to raise money? Stride Pro Wrestling fundraisers are always a hit. Since 2016, we've helped sports teams, schools, and civic groups raise thousands of dollars. Once COVID-19 restrictions are lifted, we'll be ready to rumble for you. Contact us to the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page to discuss the options. Hey friends, welcome to episode 338 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. It is two is greater than one. We're a little out of order just because of life in general, but uh, we decided to, I talked to Tyler and he was agreeable to do a, a, an Ask Hatton and Huntsperger. So we've got a lot of questions. Thank you to everyone that that posted and asked your questions, some of them a little silly. Uh, Bud Galloway, for example, asks every time I post this what my favorite color is, so uh, we'll get that out of the way. It's orange for me. I don't know what Tyler... Tyler, what's your favorite color? Mine, uh, I don't really have a favorite per se, but I'd have to go red. Okay. I guess I'm a red guy, so I like the color red. Okay, cool. So we got got him out of the way, but uh, how you doing, man? It's it's been a while. I know that you have been very busy with life in general, but uh, uh, the good things going on in your personal life and and OVW, you've uh, been back there as well. So you're you're looks like you're doing well. I'm doing extremely well. I'm extremely busy, um, which life has taken me in a good direction, but a very busy direction. So. Um, I think my wife is ready to kill me because she <laughs> says I'm never home. Um, but uh, a lot of good things are happening in my personal life, and it and it happened very quickly. I didn't see coming, so which is you know kind of put a damper on the on the wrestling career and the wrestling side of things for me. But uh, everything's great. Everything is fantastic. Well, you know, since, uh, I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. And uh, we've got a variety of questions. Some of them, obviously, we can both answer. But this first one is going to be one for you. And since we just talked about OVW, uh, Tyler Adams, who is a, a great fan and a great friend of Stride Pro Wrestling, asks, uh, are you now part of the OVW roster or an enhancement guy for them? See, uh, I have seen and loved all of your OVW matches, by the way. And people can watch on YouTube, and it's a great way to kind of keep up and, and see what's going on with OVW. So what is your situation with OVW right now? Um, yeah, so uh, um, I am on the roster. Uh, it's a tricky question because I guess you would look at me and consider me an enhancement talent. <laughs> um, here, You know, here's the thing I'm going to kind of explain it is, you know, OVW is they're going mainstream and they have investors now and they're kind of going to the, you know, the next level per se. And, and really putting themselves out there. They're on Fight TV every week, and they're live. And 
and I'm I'm part of that. Um, me and Brandon Espinoza, we are two of only 30 contracted wrestlers. So oh, we wow. are contracted to them. Um, we do have commitments we have to up, uphold and, and do with them. But with that, I live three hours away from Louisville. So with that being said, they do have training. They do have stuff like that. They do, you know, like we do here where, you know, they're on the morning news show and they do a lot of media stuff. Um, I'm a full-time school teacher now. You know, Brandon himself lives in St. Louis. We can't do those things. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you know, it's it's like Stride, you know, or, or even APW or other people when they were going to be on the news with you, they had me come because I was local. Right. I could get there. And you brought in Curly or Mike Masters or, you know, these guys that were local, Chris Hagstrom, that lived there that, you know, that you could put on there. And so and it's no different with OVW. Um, you know, they, uh, they're using local guys, guys that live in Louisville. Those are the guys that they can put on the morning show and, and do media tours and stuff and commercials. And I just don't have that ability. And so, um, you know, so as far as being an enhancement talent, that's pretty much what I am. I can't give up any more time. You know, they're doing live events and uh, on the weekends now, they started those back up in Kentucky. Oh, wow. And, and I, you know, I can't even make strike currently. So how can I get down there and do those live shows? So, um, what I, what I do there is I enjoy the character side of it, the telling the story, obviously. And I enjoy just going, like they trust me to go out and I guess in wrestling terms, be the measuring stick. Mm -hmm. And I come back and they ask me how the guy did or how it went. And, and they know because I look good on TV and that's not a pat on my back. That's just really what it is. I look good on TV and I can wrestle um, pretty good. And they know I can go out and have a good eight minute solid match with, with one of their top guys and I can make them look good. And, yeah. and that's really honestly where I'm at right there right now as summer. Now that school's over, I can get up there earlier. I can get there. I can be around more. So I might start getting to do more stuff. Um, but right now, like that's what my role is, and and it, it, you know, if I lived in the Louisville area, if I was able to go up there and do some things, it would be different. But uh, I've come to realization that I'm on, I'm on the tail end of my wrestling career. We talked in the open. Mm -hmm. My personal life is has taken a complete turn um, that I didn't see coming, and there, I mean, I've lived it when it comes to wrestling. There's there's nothing that I haven't done. And so for me to pack up and leave my, my wife and kids and, and go to OVW and do these things, it's, it's just not realistic. Um, you know, I had to cancel on them before, you know, for school commitments and stuff. So, you know, that that's kind of where it's at with OVW. But I am on the roster. Me and Brandon, we are, you know, we are contracted. We just sign contracts with them. Um, and, but, it, you know, it is what it is. And, and I, I can't give any more um, just for you know, the way, the way life is, I yeah. can't, I can't sacrifice my family and stuff to give more. So I'll still be going. I was just there last week. Um, but because I had to cancel a couple times because of other commitments, um, you know, I was, I was on the dark match. Um, I did win. 
So cool. yay me, I, I didn't win. So, <laughs> um, but as far as you know, being on TV, being in a storyline, I can't even get there early enough for pre-tapes. So, uh, um, so basically, the the show it starts at seven, and if you think about it, I get out of school at three o'clock, but because of comp time and stuff, I basically leave at two, which puts us there at six o'clock their time. Wow. So if I'm dark, they start at six thirty. So you have thirty minutes to get ready. So there's no time for me to even do a pre-tape. So. Yeah. That's where it's at with OVW. Um, however, like I have a great relationship with the guys there, with Al Snow, with you know all them, and they understand my situation because I've been upfront and honest. And do I get frustrated sometimes to drive up there and lose? You know, yeah, it is. You get a little frustrated, um, but that's that's on me. That's my fault because I can't give any more, and I can't expect them to give me any more. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. It has been a really uh, awesome opportunity, and I know a lot of folks at Strider are, are proud of you and happy to see that you are uh, pursuing this and 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 doing this uh, as you as you have been. And, and you mentioned Brandon Espinosa, and he asked the question too, and says, "When will you and Brandon Espinosa have their rubber match? You are both one and one, with you having a victory over." him at Pro Wrestling Collision, and him at Ohio Valley Wrestling. It's been almost a decade since you two locked horns, and I think we need to see how it comes out, or who comes out as the victor. I didn't realize that you guys had wrestled. Uh, I, I was trying to remember back to, to the Collision days. I don't remember this match happening. So uh, this was obviously when you were the champion in Collision, and then you guys wrestled again in OVW. Well, if you remember, me and him wrestled in the opening round of the Collision Cup. Mm. So, okay. Is, um, okay. Okay. Now it's coming back to me. Yeah, it shows that you don't pay attention to your commentary. <laughs> hey, um, I'm like Tony Schiavone. You know, I, I call so many matches, I don't remember him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's big league in me. Um, no. Uh, yeah, I always, I always apologize to Brandon because when me and him, uh, um, you know, I first started wrestling. I've told this story on here probably a million times, but. When me and Brandon, when I first started wrestling, I just did not feel like I was good enough. Um, I wanted to get better. And even though I was doing a lot of big things that people were bringing me out, I just didn't like the way I wrestled. So I reached out to Brandon, and he was kind of, we always laugh about this, because me and Brandon ride in the car together at OVW. And me and Brandon always laugh about this, because um, we... uh, um, he, he was kind of shocked that I reached out to him because here I was doing all these big things and I had reached out to Brandon and I drove to St. Louis and trained with him and Brandon's the one that got me to OVW and stuff and we wrestled and I just, I wasn't very good and I didn't really give him the type of matches that he deserved to have and um and uh and so now that i've gotten i think better and that's the one thing brandon always tells me is how much better i've gotten Mm -hmm. since our early days and um he's somebody who i just have the utmost respect for because of the things that he's done for me and and the way that like he helped me in my career he's just one of those people that i credit to helping me get there i guess you'd say so um you would think me owning a company 
I would have booked me and him to wrestle again. Yeah. Um, but it just never happened. And I think, yeah, it definitely will happen again. And I think we both want to see now that I'm, I'm better and I get it. Mm-hmm. And now that me and him have, when you ride the road together, you do, you just develop a bond. Yeah. You just develop a, a, a friendship. And, and I really honestly think that we would have a killer match now that we have a bond and we get along and we both know um, what to do. But yeah, he beat me on a, on TV in my early days at OVW. And, and actually, um, you know, we got like 10 minutes on OVW oh, wow. back when they were Impact's developmental. So okay. um, we had a really good match back then. And, and uh, you know, he went over on me. So um, and he actually forgets this. But I'm actually up two to one because I beat him once at the Carmi White County Fair. <laughs> there you um, go. For <laughs> Burt Prentice. And he doesn't, like, I, I think he might remember it now if he listens. I know he writes his matches down. But um, Burt, I needed an opponent. And I called Brandon and I wrestled him. And I beat him with a roll-up, a schoolboy. Um, so I'm actually up two to one. There you go. Brandon, there so. you go. Patton is up. So uh, Hunter Woodworth, who is or proclaims that uh, he's our favorite fan at Stride Pro Wrestling, wants to know if there are any plans to expand Stride. And I think I know the answer to this after hearing the first part of uh, your answer with OVW, but he's talking about maybe some new designs on Pro Wrestling Tees, which, yes, we can take care of that, um, or getting a larger Stride building. Uh, I'm not going to answer for you, but I I know that... uh, if I were to to take a guess, uh, at least right now, we're going to kind of be where we are and, and see where things go. The past year has been kind of difficult uh, on a lot of fronts, and I think that uh, uh, I think Stride has survived and, and done a lot of great things because of your persistence and perseverance through it all. Um, and, you know, you don't uh, you're not able to save money and make money by spending more money. So I, I would think that uh, at least staying put for now is, is in our, I would say at least in our short-term plans. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, people don't understand COVID hit us real hard. Um, and, uh, um, you know, it, it's one of those things where, it, it was, there were times, you know, I talked to you and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, we're just going to have to shut it down. And I talked to you in private about it. Yeah. And, uh, uh it, it really did. I mean, it, you know, luckily we had stride anniversary and none of the boys took any money. I remember I gave cash Borden money and he brought it up to me and said, keep it, keep the company going. And so cash, if you're listening, thank you. But a lot of guys, Roger did that. Other guys did that too. Mm-hmm. But Cash was the first one to do it. He came up. People kind of saw him do it. And they kind of followed his lead. Um, I, uh, but it was a. But luckily, we had that, and that kind of held us over. The owners of the building were um, were just amazing as far as working with us. And then, you know, I mean, we had we, we did that donation thing, and people were given hundred dollars. Um, I mean, I don't think people really understand just how much it wiped us out. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to have a bigger building right now. Um, we, I'm not even there, you know, you're, everybody's kind of stepped up and I guess that was my downfall. And, you know, my, you know, my wife, thank God, she's a lot better person than I am, but 
I was getting so burnt out because I was spinning my wheels trying to keep it going. And I mean, just constantly fighting to keep the doors open and trying to find ways to get money. I mean, it just felt like I was drowning. And, you know, with, with COVID and the political stuff and, you know, it was, and people's views, it was, you know, I felt guilty for having shows, even though we were being safe and, Heck, we were bringing people in, eight people at a time, you right. know, but I still felt guilty and I felt bad and, it, you know, it just weighed on me and I felt like I couldn't uh, get my head above water and I got kind of grouchy and, and moody and my wife was like, why don't you just ask people for help? Why don't you just ask people to help? And I'm like, well, nobody's going to want to help because there's no money in it. There's no reward, you know, and she's like, why don't you just ask? So then I... um and I said, so I asked you, and then I just decided to delegate jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and what, and what is so funny is, you know, you do this, I had like two people be like wanting to help with booking. <laughs> and I'm like, I can do that on my computer. And so like, that's right, not right. the hard part, you know, like, no, I don't need you so you can book yourself as champion. You're right. <laughs> I need you to help with the other stuff. Like, yeah. you know, and so like the booking's the easy part, you know, and so, but anyway, you know. Dexter Roswell stepped up. Jay Spade has stepped up. I mean, Roger has stepped up. Axe, I mean, you, um, Sam, like all these people now, they have roles and they have things that they do and they're doing for free. They're doing, you know, Spade and Roger and, and Garrett are running training. Dexter's getting the building set up with the crew. Uh, I mean, it's, it, it's stuff I wish I would have done a long time ago. But I, I think it, it was hard for me to, to do that because there's no money in it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what other companies kind of figure out. You can't pay people to do these things. So I just did them and it turned into a whole day of doing stuff. But now I've kind of delegated. Um, do I think Stride has the potential to be bigger and better? Of course. Sure. Um, I mean, we've drawn 600 people before mm-hmm. numerous times. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, you mess or you came, when you came to my house the other day, you had said, is it typically like this where people are just messaging the day of begging mm-hmm. for tickets? I'm yeah. like every single time. <laughs> um, I mean, we, I, I honestly believe because people are so fed up with the shutdown that we could have two or 300 fans Oh yeah. if we had the space for it. And you, I think you've seen that on the Facebook page now and, and your new role at the company, um, it, it's there. One, there's no building to really do it at. That when we looked, I mean, yeah. me, you and Dan looked right. and looked and looked. Um, and what we found that's affordable is this. And um, and two, I don't have the time to commit now. Again, like if somebody wants to commit and and do that but realize you're doing that with no income, with no right. money, then, um, then yeah, by all means. Um, but you know, I don't think maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think the stories and the booking are the problem, you know, right. Message me. And after every show and tells me how good they are and how shocked he is. And, you know, so, I mean, I think the stories are okay. It's just, I get it. It's crammed in there. It's tight. Um, it's not always comfortable and that does stink, but there, there's right now because of COVID, the way it's hit us, um, 
you know, and just we were talking before we got on the thing. You didn't know that the ring broke the last show. Right. So we had to take the ring as a part. We had to go get it welded and get it fixed. And um, the show before the top rope broke. So we had to go get a new ring rope. So um, the week of the show. So Friday night, you know, Red Daniels returned to help us get the ring back together. So mm-hmm. there's lots of things that, that happen that, you know, there's just no money. And I can't. God, my wife would kill me if I was taking money out of our account right. to, to do that stuff. So, No, that, that makes perfect sense. And, and yeah, Hunter, I, I actually have been working on some ideas for, for T-shirt designs for uh, Stride uh, because the, the proceeds that are, are made from Stride T-shirt sales um, on Pro Wrestling Tees goes right back into, you know, supporting, you know, paying things and and whatnot so if you do buy and i know a lot of people have already bought the the original stride shirt so we'll work on some more designs and and get some more ideas out there too so if anyone has ideas let us know just send us a message on facebook and and we'll we'll work on that zach uh who also uh works for stride is duke randall wants to know what is the best match that you've ever had well you go first well, yeah, there's not much there. Um, definitely none of mine I would consider as best, but for me, my favorite is the tag team match that you and I had with, with Tony and Jay uh, back at uh, Rent One Park. The atmosphere of Rent One Park, and, and the uh, I was definitely probably the most nervous before that match, too, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I had three other people that I was going to potentially let down or what my mindset was, but... That night was just, I was on cloud, I've been on cloud nine after every match, but for some reason that night, um, and the three of you working me through it and, and helping me get through it uh, meant the world. So that would definitely be my favorite. Um, and, you know, I was also thinking about, because coming up on the anniversary of the, the cage match with Roger, and just the way that was all set up and the story that we told leading into that. So I, I, I've enjoyed the stories that have gone along with the matches that, that I've been a part of. And I, I feel like those are always uh, obviously a big part of, of the success uh, of the match of getting over with, with the fans and whatnot. Um, my favorite match of all time is, uh, it's kind of one A and one B. I don't, like I talked about this before, mm-hmm. like gimmick matches are so easy to get over because, you're using stuff so you're getting the you're getting cheap pops and stuff but me and roger the tlc match mm-hmm. um is one of my favorites yeah. that i've ever had um and i like the story that we told um leading up to it and the story with you know red daniels and and the story with jay spade involved and um i you know i i, I really enjoyed that and my other one is me versus ken casa for the uh um, up in St. Louis for the SICW um, heavyweight championship. Um, and that one was, uh, it wasn't my best performance. Um, however, like we sold the place out. Um, one of the biggest pops I've ever received. Um, Larry Matisic, you know, hugging mm-hmm. me when I came through. And, um, and that was, you know, I was on a podcast with Herb a couple weeks ago. And, yeah. You know, and I and I told him, you know, that was the first time somebody really believed in me that wasn't a Southern Illinois person who 
I felt like used me because I was a Southern Illinois person. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt like I went there and, and I had, like, I got myself over mm-hmm. and I, and I got myself to that level. And then Larry and her were the first two people to really take a chance with me and really say like, you're our guy. And, um, and so it meant like winning that night was like, uh, the feeling that I had after, like, I remember sitting in the back and just being like, man, like I, I love this. So those two, you know, and then the Iron Man with Tony, like that story that we told mm-hmm. is, you know, besides the, the story with cash that we just told, uh, the, the story with Tony, I can remember. And, um, I don't even think I've ever talked about this on there, but nobody really knows this, but, um, I, I remember it was coming up on the one year anniversary of Red Daniels being buried mm-hmm. and it came up on, on my memories and the story had came and I had called Tony and I told Tony my plan. We're going to tie the rest going to take it. Sam's going to take it. We're going to do two out of three. We're going to tie. It's going to set up an Iron Man. And he's like, Oh, and then he goes, and then you're over at the Iron Man. And I said, yeah, but I want Red Daniels to cash in this money in the bank thing. Mm-hmm. And at the time, we hadn't even announced that the Stride Cup winner got a cash in. Yeah. I was like, I want to do this. And I had explained it. And I hadn't told Red, I hadn't told anybody. And I remember telling him, and I hadn't decided if that's what I was going to do until about a month before. And I can remember, you know, like I had to call Bo Sawyer because he was kind of getting screwed out. And I had to call Hargis, and they were like, no, we love it. Like you just come up with that. And I was like, yeah. no, actually I came up with it around Thanksgiving. I just like <laughs> decided not to pull the plug. So that story, you know, and then the Iron Man match itself. So. Yeah. Th- those were all good things as well. Um, Brandon Christie asks, if you could go on the AEW cruise, triple whammy, would you go? Why or why not? Would you uh, cruise with AEW wrestlers? Um, uh, 12 years ago yeah today no um you know i i you know i i i can watch wrestling whenever i want and so uh you know going and drinking on a cruise ship watching wrestling now is not appealing to me yeah um you know it, it's, it's sad it's sad um that um that we uh that's the way you know when you realize you're you're old you know, I know how you must feel. Um, but for me, um, you know, I would much rather sit at home on a Friday night and make a TikTok with my kids. Yeah. Than I would to go do something like that. I'd much rather go to, and that's, or much rather go to Disney with my kids. Oh, and, yeah. um, so that's not, you know, I, I wouldn't even go wrestle there, um, because I wouldn't want to leave my family for that long of time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no, 12 years ago, oh my gosh, 10 years ago, I, it would have been something I would have jumped all over, um, you know, or even when my kid was younger, you know, maybe even seven years ago, it would have been something that that would have been cool and appealing to me to, I mean, to go with you and maybe some other people, but now it, it, it's not even appealing yeah. to me. It, it's not even something that I would be interested in, but by all means, like, I think it's cool. I like, like I said, something before to have the opportunity to do something like that at a younger age with no kids, no responsibilities, 
or even if you have kids, you know, um, if that's what that if that's what you do. But I'm I'm just too involved with sports and coaching, and I have my kid a lot, so it, it would be it would be very challenging. And but the idea is cool, the concept is cool. It looks like it would be fun, and I think it's amazing for wrestling fans. It's just not something me personally at this time in my life I would be able to do. Yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. Adam Melora wants to know, what is the most overrated finisher from anyone from WCW or WWE? So anyone you think of that, that was overrated with their finish? You know, I thought about this when I saw it, and I really, you know, I, I couldn't really think of anything. Nothing really came to mind. Mm-hmm. The only thing was Santino Morello's Cobra. Thing that he did. I mean, that maybe was pretty goofy. Yeah. Um, um, but um, but really, to be honest, I mean, you know, I I couldn't really think of anything off the top of my head that was just absolutely silly or or you know, it maybe Hogan's leg drop. You yeah. Know, but I mean, back then it was devastating. Yeah. You know, now it's like uh, you know, like. That's pretty stupid. So, um, I mean, I guess I would say Santino Morella and maybe Hogan's leg drop would be my two. You know, and I, I always struggle with questions about things being overrated or not. And, and this will probably get me, you know, people will be like, what the hell? But I was never a big fan of Goldberg. And I don't know if it's because Goldberg was in WCW and I was more of a WWE guy at the time. Um, but, you know, I never, I never, got really crazy about the whole, uh, the spear I didn't mind, but you know, the jackknife and all that. And I think when he did it to the giant, I don't know, for me taking the giant off of his feet, I was always kind of in that mentality where you treat the giant kind of like Andre was and, and, you know, unstoppable, but now obviously things have changed in wrestling and, and we've seen, you know, things have, have, have gone in a different direction. So, uh, but you know, again, I don't know that I would call it overrated. It was just more of a preference for me of not being a big Goldberg fan. And since he's come back, I mean, I have no problem with him, and I've enjoyed seeing him, uh, you know, do his thing in the ring. So uh, again, that's probably more of a WCW bias than anything else for me. Well, Tyler Adams asks one more question. Will you and Heath ever become a Hall of Fame-worthy tag team again? So, obviously, we had that little run uh, two years ago, uh, wrestling and tag teaming together. And I always say that I'm retired, and people always say whatever. So, I, you know, I, I sit on the sidelines until it's time to go back in and, and play again. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, never say never, you know. Um, you know, you, you don't, like, I... I'm like the Vince McMahon of stride. So, <laughs> and you're like the undertaker. So, um, whenever I call you, you just got to be ready to go. So, um, you know, you don't, you don't ever know. Sometimes I just, things happen, people cancel and you know, I need that. I need that money draw. And so, <laughs> you know, I call, you know, I'll call Kevin up and, uh, and so you just never know. Well, we're going to end this on a fun note. This is Jimmy Butler, and he actually uh, sent in a video, so I'm going to try to play it here and see if we can hear it on the on the recording. But here's Jimmy Butler's question. I just want to know what it feels like to be two living legends. 
You guys are awesome, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Yay. So Jimmy Butler, uh, thinks we're both living legends, which I'm honored and flattered by that. Jimmy, thank you for that. I, I, Listen, I love, like Tyler said earlier, I love doing this. It, it is a, um, uh, what are they called? A passion project. It's it's one of those things that you just do for the love of doing it, not because you think you're going to strike it rich or become famous doing it. It's just something, you know, there's probably thousands of people doing what we do, uh, you know, on indie scenes all over the country. So uh, I just uh, am fortunate to be in an area where, Wrestling has caught on again and has be, has become popular. And someone like Tyler uh, has surrounded himself with people who are willing to help and and do what they can to make this uh, become a regular part of the Southern Illinois landscape. Once again, five years now. So uh, that's that's my short response to that one. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, you know, I, I've never really considered myself a living legend, um, <laughs> but I do think i've done a pretty good job of entertaining people and making people enjoy coming to the shows you know whether it will go back to hunter's question you know we're him being an amazing fan i've always enjoyed the fans that engage and talk so i've always enjoyed you know hunter because um you know I, i've never cared you know it's like i see people now bad mouthing roman reigns you know the dude gets a response and he draws millions of dollars in money. Right, right. So he's doing something right, you know, because it, you know, WWE now has done, what, $2 billion deals, billion yeah. dollar deals um, with Roman Reigns at, at the helm, you know, really. And so uh, you you can get mad or whatever and say he's being rammed down your throat, but he's doing something right because that's, that's what wrestling is. It's about drawing money. And so I feel like I've always, for a Southern Illinois, a small company, I've always been able to draw and keep people engaged. And it was Larry Matisic who told me, don't ever care if they boo you or cheer you. Just be happy that they're making noise. And so people like Hunter, I've never got mad, you know, um, that, that they've, you know, hijacked the crowd or said whatever. Like Hunter keeps the crowd going. Hunter mm-hmm. keeps the crowd loud. So, you know, I've, I enjoy that because that means that they're, you know, engaging and, um, but as far as, you know, me in the area and and doing what I've done, it, it makes me happy to be able to go to OVW and come back and help the trainees or tell them, or people ask me, you know, what's it like dealing with Al Snow or what's it like, you know, I do, I, and, uh, I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy, um, like being able to, to give back and help people and, and, you know, uh, and somehow, you know, whatever it was 11 years ago when I came on the, on the news mm-hmm. and we struck comedy gold and became friends and, um, and, you know, and so, you know, I don't, there's not too many places I go where people are what Kevin Hensberger like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's, he's a douche, you know? So, um, you know, like, so, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's pretty funny that people like him, you know, kind of pair us together because we're a very unlikely duo. So, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a great ride with wrestling. I like, like you said, I love it. You have to, uh, you just have to love wrestling to do what we do. Um, yeah. Zach Ryder said it best on the, on the Mrs. thing. 
you have to love wrestling when you're at the top and you have to love it when you're at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just the way it is. And sometimes you go to an indie show and you have a bad match and you, you have things that go wrong and you still have to love it. And, uh, um, and, you know, and there are people, there are wrestlers that, you know, I see, uh, you know, that, that say, I don't like this guy or that guy sucks or this sucks. And I think those are the people that don't get very far in wrestling because, uh, you know, they ha- they, they're thinking of it bitter. Well, I'm always trying to see the good and stuff, you know, like, well, that guy's working on his character or that guy, you know, has this or that guy's doing that. And, you know, like people would always badmouth, like you said, Goldberg. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he was bringing eyes to your sport. Right. You know, he was drawing huge numbers. I mean, they sold four, like, you know, that's kind of what's crazy. I put that on Facebook one day that blows my mind. Now people are like, so-and-so company sold 17,000 tickets. And it's like, you realize Bill Goldberg sold, what was it? 48,000 tickets in a five-day span for a Monday night show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how popular he was. That is, and it's like, you know, yeah, you're bragging about 15,000, multiply that times four. And that's what they did on a, on a random Monday night. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, and and uh, to me, that's just, you know, that, that's just, that's just amazing. Uh, and that's why I, with wrestling, like, I've always loved it. I've always, like, doesn't matter where you're at on the card or who you're wrestling. Like I, okay. And now there are times when I watch a match and I'm like, I think it's terrible. Right. Um, but it, it, I'm not going to bad mouth the guy or bad mouth. You know, it, it's it just magic wasn't happening. But uh, I have a couple questions. Oh yeah, that's people right. People private message me, um, and I don't. I'm not going to say their names um, because they private messaged them, so I didn't know. Um, if they uh, just didn't want to be shown or said. So sure. um, one of them said, what do you and Kevin Huntsberger prefer, WWE or AEW? Uh, I think I know your answer. I'll let you go first. Yeah, for me, it's 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 definitely WWE, and it's not that I have anything against AEW. It's, uh, you know, Tyler was talking earlier about time and, and, and being able – you know, I, I, I don't even watch that much WWE. I, I honestly probably – watch more stride pro wrestling in a month than I do anything else. And that's with, you know, going to the show, recording them and putting them on YouTube. So I just, I don't, I don't commit to watching as, as much as I'd like to, but, uh, you know, I, I, I like all wrestling, but WWE is, is definitely my favorite. Um, yeah, I, that's my, my thing is, uh, I don't have cable. And so, and also, you know, the pay-per-views, I'm not going to pay $50, um, you know, especially when you can watch it the next day on YouTube. Right. I mean, every single one of them the very next day is on YouTube for AEW. And so I'm just like, I just, to me, that's, I can't ever justify paying that when I can just watch it the next day. Um, And, and also, you know, I, um, like you said perfectly, you know, I think WWE AEW, in my opinion, just, again, my opinion means nothing. It's the better wrestling show. Um, I think that they're more designed to having good wrestling matches mm-hmm. and just wrestling. However, uh, I can Google wrestling and I can watch wrestling, and, and they allow their guys to work other companies a lot. 
So um, I can, you know, I can Google their guys and I can watch them have hundreds of matches at any time I want. And so um, WWE, on the other hand, their stories are easier to follow only because I think they're ahead of the game with the streaming service. That's where everything's kind of moving. You know, for $10, my wife can watch The Office, which she loves, (laughs) and I can watch wrestling, and I can get caught up, and, uh, and I, you know, and you watch, you know, and, and, you know, and I don't think it's really even to go, like, you know, I've watched almost all the pay-per-views, both of them, I watch them when I do cardio, and I think we all can agree, the first WrestleMania, night one, was probably the best wrestling pay-per-view of the last year mm-hmm. you know i mean it was really it was solid yeah and i don't and i mean it, it and it kind of shows you that they still have it um when it comes to that uh, i just think covid has been hard and it's you know you're you're trying to write storylines with no crowd reaction and people like wwe is listening to the crowd anyway it's like yes they do they you know but I don't think people, it's hard for me to write a monthly TV show. And it's the same thing with AEW. Yeah. You have to write TV every week now and you have all these different talents and, uh, and how many times, you know, I mean, gosh, look at poor Kofi Kingston, the fans get behind them and they get behind them and they push WWE puts the belt on them. And then what was it? The last two Smackdowns after he won the title, were like the lowest draws mm-hmm. and the lowest rating. And yeah. it's like, you're not doing anything to support that guy. Right. So then, that yeah, he has a bad match against Brock Lesnar, but it's like, no, you the fan. You didn't tune in. If they gave you what you wanted, they listened to you from the elimination chamber. Okay, you wanted Kofi. They realize that. They give you Kofi, and then you don't tune in and watch. Right, right, yeah. So they have to make a change. It's about money. It's not about ratings. That's just the craziest thing to me ever. It's about money. It's about who's generating money, who's bringing in money. And so uh, that's where I kind of get mad at wrestling fans. It's like, okay, AEW listens to you, and they give you this, and then the next month the ratings drop. And it's like you didn't like you didn't follow through on your end of the bargain. So um, but I go on a whole podcast about wrestling fans. Um, but short answer – I'll have to side with Kevin, um, but I really, like you said, you watched Stride. I watched Stride and OVW. Those are the only two that I commit to. Um, only because uh, OVW is a great locker room. I'm friends with them all. I want They're all excited about their stories. They're all excited about their matches. We all talk to each other. Hey, you see my match last week? What'd you think? I like what you did, you know, in this ladder match or whatever. So I'm backstage with them. So I like to watch OVW and I watch it and, uh, and it's on YouTube, you know, so I can, I can watch it anytime I want. And, yeah. Um, so OVW is really the only one that I watch. Um, and so the last question somebody else sent me, they just asked if I was done with stride and why I wasn't there. <laughs> um, and so no, um, and that, that's a buddy of mine. People can probably figure out who it is. They come to all the shows. Um, but but no, I'm not done. Um, I will, um, you know, and, and this is kudos to, to Kevin and everybody else. Um, I always felt like with wrestling and at Stride, I had to be there. 
Um, I, I think I've even said before to people that the only person irreplaceable at Stride was me because I did everything. Mm-hmm. And now that's not the case. Um, I think we've done a great job of building stars, building people that people want to come see that's not named Heath Hatton. Um, and you know, I realized that a couple of years ago and, uh, I hate to say it, but I, I think now the name stride is what's bringing fans in because they know they're going to get a good show top to bottom. And I'm not there because, um, I'm teaching my daughter's playing softball. Um, we have tournaments every weekend. I can't commit. And then after the, the cash feud, I really didn't have anything for myself. Mm-hmm. So everybody else was in something in a feud and I really didn't have anything. And I will be honest, there are, uh, I don't even have a plan to return. There's nothing in the works. I've thrown ideas around. I've thrown around, you know, coming and beating up Kevin. Uh, I've just <laughs> thrown around a ton of different ideas and, and things that I thought would be cool. But I have no plans to return right now. There's there's nothing. There's not a date set. There's not a plan for me to return. And I think that's okay because I don't think Stride needs me anymore. So I still will be around and stuff. And I'm not retiring, obviously. But um, I think uh, I don't know if, if Stride needs me. And that's just kudos to riser and and spade and dalton anthony and zoe moore and dexter roswell and savion and roger um all these guys axe allward that um i think are telling great stories and they are figuring out okay like this is what i need to do and um and this is what i need to do to get over and so um you know, so that that's the thing with me. So don't worry, I haven't retired, I haven't quit, I haven't left stride. Um, I've just been busy, and I just took a couple coaching jobs, so it's going to get even even more and you know harder for me to get there. And I do miss it. I do miss the fans. Um, I, I had never until three months ago missed a stride show mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. So I'd never not wrestled on one. And now I haven't wrestled on three. So, um, and so there, there are no plans for me to return. Um, and I think stride will, will be okay. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think there are good hands. And so, but I still, my handprint will still be on it. Yeah. I'll still be around. Um, you just don't have to see me in the ring putting myself over. (laughs) Well, we definitely miss you and we definitely, uh, you know, we do need you there, and we, we do look forward to uh, less hectic schedules down the road and, and, and whatnot. And and you mentioned, you know, we have a show coming up, too, uh, later this month on May 20th back in Pinckneyville, which is always a fun stomping ground and a fundraiser up there. And, and really, I feel like uh, the whole fundraising thing is, is really kind of what motivated you to start stride in the first place and keep this this ship sailing so over a hundred thousand dollars raised over the last five years is is quite an accomplishment as well and and something that didn't just happen by resting on on your laurels or or taking the easy way so again i think uh, we all sam appreciate hamler, it sam hamler sam hunter just sent in a, a message uh-huh and said is sam hunter a good general manager <laughs> Of course he is. I, I, I think Sam's a great general manager 
and uh, someone I enjoy talking to at shows, and then uh, from time to time sharing his insight here as well. Um, yeah, Sam's a great, you know, not only a great general manager, he's a great friend. He does all the posters um, and stuff, and he does a lot of the promotional work that you see on the page, him and Kevin. And, uh, you know, he's loyal. And he, you know, and he really honestly has a great mind for the business. He kind of helps with the booking side of things. And uh, he's just, um, you know, he's one of those guys that you can lean on to, to do things. And I, the crowd knows him and the crowd re- reacts to him. And he, you know, he plays a great character. And for somebody who wasn't trained in the wrestling business, you know, he does a great job on yeah. the mic. He does a great job with things like that. So, he helps with the music department. So, you know, I've always said, you know, people like Kevin and Sam, they're like, they're kind of irreplaceable because, you know, you guys take over stuff for me. And, and, uh, and another question a guy asked about OVW, I tagged with a guy named Garrison Creed and he asked if I declined his war paint. Um, I did not, uh, the guy I teamed with, he where he's a, you know, he's a, he, he, he served for our country um great guy um extremely talented but no i didn't take any of the war paint i did not serve our country i'm no i'm not one of you know him and guys like him and roger are just a lot tougher and 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 did things for our country that i did not so wearing war paint acting like that i wouldn't feel comfortable because um that would be just you know a slap in the face of those people that have served and have you know fought for our country and and so, no, I didn't wear the war paint. So, um, and the most difficult person that I've ever had to deal with would probably be Kevin Hunchberger. So, um, <laughs> true. It's true. All right. Well, lots of great questions. We'll have to do this, this kind of topic again sometime. And, uh, I do like hearing from folks and, and getting some, some questions and some content that way too. But, uh, again, thank you for all that you do for stride and for your family, for your community uh, it means a lot to all of us, and I, I know I speak for everyone at Stride fans and uh, the boys in the back and, and the girls in the back as as we appreciate. I also tried to replicate your, uh, I don't know if anyone told you, I tried to replicate your inspirational speech that you give before each show as well. So Nobody filled me in on that. <laughs> I don't know if I succeeded or not, but... Uh, but yeah, we, we definitely missed you and, and look forward to, to seeing you again soon. But uh, thanks again for, for being a part of this week's show. It was great. It was fun. I enjoy, you know, I love I love wrestling questions. and I love when the fans engage. And, you know, and so hopefully you people that ask questions actually listen. So if we know <laughs> that only 15 people listen to our podcast, <laughs> you guys did not tune in because... So that's true. That is very true. Well, friends, thank you so much for being a part and for asking your questions. And we will talk again very soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.